name is Claire and you are listening to the Hypnobirthing Podcast. Hello, welcome back to the podcast and a very big happy new year to everybody. I have actually ended up taking a little bit of a break from the podcast over the Christmas holidays as firstly I was just quite busy as I'm sure everybody was although in uh, in the UK we had certain restrictions so we probably weren't as busy as we would be but um, anybody with little children will know that it's quite a busy period and full of lots of excitement and obviously it's lovely to make it really exciting for them so I've actually just been quite busy I've also been teaching a lot which has been really really great and have started the new year being very busy and having lots of interest in the course which is also brilliant and it also just shows that hypnobirthing is becoming more popular and more people are interested in it and looking into it and also I think I just wanted to take a little bit of a break from the podcast just to kind of have a look at the different subjects that I was talking about and kind of planning some new content ready for this year just to make sure that everything that I'm talking about and everything that I'm uh, putting out there is interesting for you and um, something that you are going to want to listen to as well. So today's episode is going to be all about language and how it is so vital when we are talking and thinking about birth. So the majority of us have grown up believing that birth is scary and perhaps unsafe and a lot of this is because of what we see on television and in films. I've talked about this lots of times before but the way that birth is depicted on TV is usually kind of quite negative, a woman uh, laying on a bed screaming and that isn't the reality of birth so we've grown up surrounded by that but it's also to do with the words people often use when they talk about birth. This isn't always necessarily reserved for people we know, sometimes caregivers might use words which are actually quite harmful for us mentally uh, during the run-up to labour and also during labour itself. And I know that using these words isn't done so with the intention of harming people, but nonetheless it is happening and we need to be aware of it. A lot of hypnobirthing and the methods that we use during a course is based on hypnotherapy. So the techniques we use to reframe negatives into positives are the same techniques used in hypnotherapy. And these techniques focus around the simple use of words. Hypnotherapy is simply words, it's talking, it's language, it's using words and language in a certain way to access the subconscious mind and reframe any negative thoughts and fears into positive ones. So for example, if somebody is scared of spiders or if somebody is scared of flying, they may go and see a hypnotherapist and They use these simple techniques to access their subconscious mind and turn these negative thoughts and feelings they have about spiders or flying into positive ones. This is exactly what happens during a hypnobirthing course. We use words, relaxation and language to access your subconscious mind and replace any of that fear you might have around birth with positivity and confidence. And that fear is often there because... As I mentioned before, it's built up from when we were little and the things we see about birth and the things we hear about birth, but it also might be there from previous birth experience. So we are able to work with that and go in and reframe those negatives into positives and help you feel much more confident. So we rely a lot on the use of language. An example of this is the word contraction and this is a common word which is often changed and you may or may not have heard of it being changed before but the word contraction itself is pretty harsh and for many 
kind of conjures up images of things contracting or closing. And as we know, um, and as definitely as I teach on the course, during labour, our body is opening. And that is what is happening during these contractions is our body is opening up to allow the baby out. So not closing at all. And that is the connotation typically you think of when you think of contraction, you think of something closing. So the word is often changed for something like surge or wave. And actually, personally, I think these words are much more appropriate for what is happening within our bodies during a contraction, as typically a contraction will build up slowly, it peaks, and then it tapers off. So much more like a surge or a wave. So many people change that word, and many caregivers are now used to seeing this change. And it's just one of those things that if you think of that word and it makes you think of something negative then you don't want that associated with your labor you don't want you know throughout your labor people asking you about contractions and using that specific word if it makes you kind of tense up and think negatively and that is the reason for changing that Another word which I personally always try to swap out, particularly during teaching, obviously I, in my capacity as a teacher, I talk to pregnant women a lot of the time, so it's quite important that I am aware of the language I'm using. Um, But one that I often swap is the word pain, and I've talked about this um, in my pain relief episode, Um, but pain is a really useful sensation because it tells us when something is wrong, but it is a word we don't really want associated with labour. And I prefer to kind of encourage people to think about it as more of a sensation than as a pain anyway, because I said pain is kind of useful and tells us that something is wrong, whereas during labour there isn't, you know, majority of the time anything wrong. So it's more of a sensation than a pain. But if you just think about if a caregiver asks you to rate your pain out of 10, or even just asks how much pain you're in, you're likely to sit and hunt for some pain throughout your body. So if, if somebody asked me that right now, I would find some pain, I'd find something that was uncomfortable. So if you're in labour, and you are contracting, and you are having these sensations, and somebody's asking you to focus in on those sensations and rate them out of 10, obviously, they're going to feel much more intense. And all you're going to do is focus on them. If you flip that and imagine a caregiver asks you how comfortable you're feeling or to rate your comfort level out of 10, you're much more likely to find comfort rather than pain and therefore that sensation won't feel so bad. So I would suggest for anything like this, for any words that you kind of don't really want associated with your labour or pregnancy, I would make a note of them in your uh, birth preferences so that they know that this is the way you want to be spoken to and also your birth partner is aware so that they can politely inform any caregivers of the words you'd rather hear. Remember it's your birth experience so if you don't want those words around you then you know please do think about that and write them down beforehand so everybody is aware. Caregivers don't go out of their way to use words and language which negatively affects you but they are doing this job day in day out and sometimes they might use a phrase which they don't realise has such a negative effect on you so it's really important that you set out your expectations in your birth preferences and also try to block out any negative language if it does so happen to get used as well. 
So we know that words have a profound effect on our bodies. If someone tells us something funny, we laugh. If someone pays us a compliment, we might blush. Equally, if we hear bad news or something sad, our body might react by crying, uh, by shaking, or even vomiting. They're automatic responses which our bodies are doing based off of the words we're hearing. So it makes perfect sense that certain words and phrases can have a really, really big impact on how our bodies are performing during labour. So there's some really common phrases that are really often used. They're they're used during labour, they're used before labour, they're used when someone's telling you their birth story. But a phrase such as, the baby is in the wrong position, uh, you are only two centimetres, something like, we need to do this, we need to do that, um, don't worry, and also failure to progress. They're so frequently used and, you know, not thought a lot of, but actually if someone's telling you before you're about to have your baby that the baby's in the wrong position, that is very negative and can have a really negative effect on you. Equally, if you've been labouring for five, six hours and you have a vaginal examination and get told you're only two centimetres, you know, the use of that word only, it's such a tiny word, it's such an innocent word, but that has a real effect on you because you have been labouring for six hours and to be told you're only two centimetres probably will make you feel a bit deflated because you have maybe been expecting that you'd be more than that. If you had a vaginal examination and they said, wow, you're two centimetres, well done, you're much more likely to be like, yes, I'm two centimetres. Yes, I've been labouring for six hours, but wow, I'm two centimetres. Like, it's all just in the language and we need to be very, very aware of it. You know, these words are used frequently during labour, but they aren't said the majority of the time. They're not said with the intention of affecting you negatively, but they definitely can. And what happens when we hear something like this and when we then feel negative about our experience is we feel scared you know, to be told your baby's in the wrong position right before you're about to have your baby, that's scary. That would scare anybody because you're using the word wrong. So what happens is when we feel scared is we go into fight or flight mode. And that's what happens. It's been happening for millions of years. Cavemen who were out hunting and gathering, if they spotted a predator, they would go into fight or flight mode. And it's just this amazing system we have within our body that has protected us for millions of years, but it's just not needed in labor. So if we go into fight or flight mode during labor, we release adrenaline. And when we release adrenaline, our blood and our oxygen gets pumped away from the organs and the muscles that don't need it. And it gets pumped into our arms or legs so that we can run away or we can fight. So if that's happening during labor, our uterus is left without all this lovely blood and oxygen that it needs to be able to perform effectively, making labor just longer and perhaps more uncomfortable. Also, if we're releasing adrenaline, we're not releasing oxytocin. And oxytocin is the main hormone needed to start and progress labor. And it's the hormone that is released when we're feeling calm, safe and content. And you cannot release the two of them at the same time. So you can't release adrenaline and oxytocin at the same time. So if you're releasing adrenaline, you're not releasing oxytocin. And that is the danger that these words and this certain type of language can have on our bodies when we're in labor. My main advice to you to combat this use of language is firstly to, as I said, Put into your birth preferences any words that you want to change, any words that you don't want around you. Also make sure your birth partner is aware of this because they can be that first point of contact with any caregivers and so they can then filter out any negative words before those negative words reach you. Also spend your pregnancy, what's left of your pregnancy, surrounding yourself with positive birth stories, positive birth videos, positive birth quotes, positive birth scripts, 
and give yourself permission to ignore and not listen to anything negative about birth. Anybody who wants to tell you a horror birth story because they think they might be helping you, please, you know, just feel free to ignore it. And you can search for really, really great positive birth videos on YouTube. And there's lots of online resources for positive birth stories as well. Um, I actually have a few positive birth story podcast episodes which you can go back and have a listen to and I'm actually really hoping to add to these this year because I find them really useful and I know a lot of my listeners find them really useful as well but basically the more you surround yourself with positivity around birth and the more positive images and visualizations you have in your mind about birth and in your subconscious mind the less likely these negative words and phrases are going to affect you you will be so kind of full of positivity that your mind will be able to deflect them to use myself as a bit of an example, going back to the word contraction, I felt so kind of in the zone and I felt really comfortable with what I needed to do and how my body was going to work and that I could do it. You know, I felt confident that I could do it, that actually the word contraction never actually bothered me. So I was happy using it. I didn't, it didn't bother me if people used it to me during labor because I kind of just deflected it. That's why practice is so important with hypnobirthing because if you're so used to relaxing you're so used to feeling confident and feeling empowered you know those words aren't going to get to you anyway even if they do end up being used our mind leads where our body follows it's something we teach a lot in hypnobirthing it's one of the really great affirmations that there is you know what we put in our mind our body does so that's why it's so important to think positively and visualize your perfect positive birth um, surround yourself with all these positive images and positive stories because then it's much more likely to happen that way if you do have any questions relating to anything I've talked about in this episode, please feel free to get in touch. You can get in touch with me through my website, which is www.thenurturenest.co.uk or through my Instagram, which is at the underscore nurture underscore nest. Um, I really do love chatting to listeners and I often do. I often get listeners get in contact with me, which I always love and they ask me questions and they chat to me. So please, if there's anything that you want to ask or if you just fancy a chat around birth, then please get in contact. I hope you have found this episode helpful and are perhaps more aware now of just how important language is and how even the most innocent of words can be used in the wrong manner and can have a negative impact on us. I will be back in a couple of weeks with a new episode. In the meantime, if you are enjoying the podcast, please rate and review it as I would love to know and I will speak to you soon.